You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. Make sure you check out Locked On NBA on Tuesdays. It's East meets West. Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News and host of the Locked On Warriors. And David Ramil, host of the Locked On Heat. They tackle the biggest NBA stories of the day coast to coast to coast follow the lockdown nba podcast wherever you get your podcast all right got a couple things to mention here today some updates just trying to keep you fresh on the news with everything surrounding the charlotte hornets we've also got 2k ratings we were supposed to talk about that last week and the nba 2k release day which happened like thursday of last week not is that right it was friday friday at midnight it's thursday night friday morning your choice okay so 2k was released we're gonna see if we agree on the 2k ratings i am not the video game kind of sore between the duo that does host the lockdown Hornets <laughs> podcast so that's gonna really be a lot of not a talking maybe i'm talking but i'm just gonna be bsing the whole time it'll be not a giving you all of the goods all of the legitimate analysis there plus we have some nba news where sham sharania of the athletic reported one in season idea the nba is kind of tossing around also there's an, another one where the nba board of governors they'll vote on a specific rule to whether they want to approve something or not we'll get to that maybe third second segment this one's going to be kind of all over the place as we try to figure out what to talk about out with the Charlotte Hornets only a couple weeks away from training camp and then the season is going to start in October crazy because of the pandemic the way that it smushed these seasons together it feels like we've had no break essentially for like the last couple of years yeah. or so with COVID-19 hitting in March of 2020 so let's get to the first order of business here Nada the first thing we want to discuss it is the fact that James Brago has a new coach on his coaching staff the Hornets have hired Norm Richardson as an assistant coach on the staff of James Borrego. Richardson coached in the G League since 2016. He played briefly in the NBA's at Hofstra. He played several seasons overseas as well. He was named to the Swarm just a couple of years ago. He actually came from the Fort Wayne Mad Ants for three seasons, 2017 to 2019. And then prior to Fort Wayne, he broke into the NBA G League and as, as an assistant coach with the Orlando Magic affiliate, the Erie Bayhawks. Do you like the Mad Ants or do you like the Bayhawks better or the Swarm? Did the Swarm beat all three of those? Swarm beat all three for right now, but the Mad Ants is a very close second. Very, very close second. Yeah, the insects. Big fan of the insect names. It's why I wish Cleveland would have gone with the Spiders instead of the Guardians, but the Guardians is dope as well. What do you think about Norm Richardson, G League guy, coming up to the big boys and coaching on James Brago's coaching staff? So you mean to tell me that the Hornets really, really value like internal development? Because mm-hmm. that's that's the thing that you're te- that that this tells me is that they want to keep the people that are best at development on the staff somehow because they realize the best way for this team to get better is by developing the guys that they're drafting, they're bringing in, and making sure that there's some sort of value that th- that one of these players brings whenever they bring in. So I completely understand why they did it, but it was it. Honestly, the thing is, like, this was one of those things, like, I don't I don't think we talked enough about the coaching staff. And that's and a lot of that is 
because we had a whole bunch of other really big things happen during this summer. Draft, free agency, Terry Rozier's contract. Like, there was a lot of stuff, but I think the coaching stuff, especially with Ronald Norad leaving, and then that now they're filling Norad's position with Norm, clearly, and probably will hear about how Nick Friedman is officially a member member of the coaching staff now. So a lot of this feels like we're going to keep the same continuity that we have before. Jay Hernandez is going to be Jay Hernandez. Dutch is there. Um, Jay Triano is there. This staff basically is we're going to keep the family close, and then when one of us gets picked off, we're just going to pick one of our coaches from the swarm to come on up. And it's kind of an ingenious way to do it. I know other teams have done it as well, but I kind of like what they're doing here with this coaching situation because, quite honestly, like, this is the way that you can make sure, like, because I know, Walker, we've seen this question, what happens when these guys get poached? We've asked this question, what happens when these guys get poached? And I think we're starting to see the answer to this. Yeah, I mean, the Pacers stole Ronald Norad from us. He was somebody that came, I believe, from the the uh, the main affiliate coaching with the Red Claws, the Boston Celtics affiliate, I should say, and won a championship in the G League, if I'm not mistaken. So then he was brought up coaching with the Charlotte Hornets for a couple of years, and now he's back in Indiana having played for Butler. He was the point guard of those two teams that made it all the way to the Final Four and then played overseas a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. So you're getting another guy from the G League. Jay Triano still on this coaching staff, and he's the lead guy for this team. If James Brago, when he gets ejected, if there's anything like that where he's absent for a game, then Jay Triano, he's that lead guy to serve as the head coach that specific game for the Charlotte Hornets team. But now you have another G League member having somebody that coached a lot of these younger guys with this G league affiliate. And now he's here with the NBA and, and being on a coaching staff. So, you know, don't have a ton of breakdown of Norm Richardson. I don't know what kind of guy he is. We just know that this is another thing where the Hornets are trying to hire within. And ultimately it, it's a nice philosophy to go with. I mean, I, I like that idea. I, I don't want to shun talented coaches from the outside specifically because they're from the outside, but we've seen success as far as the development goes from the Greensboro swarm and if you're going to bring those coaches guys that the young players seem to be happy with and familiar with and if they're bright minds then so be it Borrego um, he's got the old experienced dude with Jay Triano on this staff might as well uh, bring up some of the younger coaches affiliated with this organization and bring them up to the big leagues. All right, Nada, let's talk about sweat block because sweat block, there's nothing G league about it. It's an all-star it's all pro and you've been experiencing and using that for quite a while. Yeah. I've been using this for like the last month and change and folks sweat block. Isn't the number isn't like the number three product on Amazon. It's not even the second best product. It's currently the number one product on Amazon in the anti-perspirant con conversation, which makes it a very comfortable conversation to, to have, unlike sweat. People always deal with sweat. They sweat in public. They sweat during their public speeches. They sweat during their recordings. Again, it's summer. You're going to sweat. It's not something that you like to talk about. And that's why people like me and others use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than the most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. Next day, you wake up, you wash, you go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. It sounds too good to be true, I know, but it works. 
No more pitting out, no more picking the shirts based on which one will hold your sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you got to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on or at Amazon where it's number one or CVS. All right, we'll transition into video games, something I know nothing about, and the ratings belonging to the Charlotte Hornets players on everybody's favorite NBA video game. It's coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah, just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me, you're going to be singing the chorus to Billie Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and again, I point to the lie. Yes, I you're well, yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's yes, a lot of babies does. being had exactly. out there. Goodness gracious, exactly. unexpected ones. Point ones to that the lie. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Tell me how familiar this sounds. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. You've got another device that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. And then you've got your neighbor's best friend's login. You got the hookup some shady way or another for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And it's a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. The best part is that there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. It's compatible it needs to have a compatible device required, and content varies by the package. Let's go to the 2K ratings, Nada. I know we wanted to Beautiful. talk about the release day. You get 2K, but you're not happy with the release. I've seen mixed reviews, but uh, honestly, if you were to ask me the split, I think more so goes towards criticism of the new NBA 2K22. <laughs> I've seen not a ton of people are really happy with it. Is that the experience that you have, Nada? So far, so here's something. Leave it to the internet to crap on a product, and then you know what they end up doing, Walker? Yeah, they, they play it. They play they, it religiously. They end up buying it at release. Like, imagine, like that's the thing that I'm trying to think of right now. Is just like this is wild to me. We, you spent a whole bunch of folks spent at least release week crapping on this product, only to buy it anyway. And then surprise, surprise, half of them don't love it. That if that's not the internet in a like a just a nutshell, I don't know what is. And then on top of that, I buy it because you know what happened? I got peer pressured. Nikias is buying it. Everybody else that I know is buying it, and they're buying it for PS5. And again, lo and behold, I have a PS5 at the crib, and I'm like, you know what? I like to burn sometimes, so I might as well like burn $70 on top of this game. And you know what ends up happening, Walker? I end up liking it. Granted, the defense is kicking the utter crap out of me, mm. and this is the best defensive basketball game that I've ever played. The computer will – I'm convinced the computer would call traveling on a five-year-old. That's how, <laughs> like, stingy the computer is. But needless to say – I'm actually enjoying it. The depth on my NBA is really, really dope. And for the most part, the 2K ratings aren't so bad. Now, granted, there are those that disagree with stuff because I know that Miles Bridges was not happy with his dunk rating for, for this game. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's 91. 
And if he's a 91, how in the world do you get up to like a 98, 99, 100? No, I mean, we I can do know. the Madden 99 club where you're not giving somebody a perfect rating because there is no such thing as a perfect player. So McCaffrey gets a 99, Aaron Donald gets a 99, Pat Mahomes. We know the deal there. But if we're just talking about specific aspects of these dudes games and Miles Bridges has a 91 dunk rating, I mean, who's who's going to get better than a 91 if Miles Bridges is sitting here in the low 90s? That is ridiculous to me. Like, like here's the thing. The only person that I would expect to have better than a 91 dunk rating, there. well, no, there's two. Both of them are retired. Both of them are retired players. And they're in the retired jersey section. That would be one Vince Carter. And the other happens to be the governor of the Charlotte Hornets. So, like, I get it if that's going to be the, that's going to be the standard. But Miles had a case. Miles had a legitimate case about, about rankings. Have we heard anybody else really upset per se about the, the Hornets, like anyone from the Hornets upset about their rating thus far. Because yeah. I, I mean, I haven't seen yet. anything other than that. I mean, here's, here's the top five dunkers apparently in two K Zion has a 97. Zach Levine is a 95. Wow. Aaron Gordon, okay, a 95 sure. Derek Jones, a 94 John Moran, a 94, which I guess if you wanted to say, bring one of those players down, we could figure it out. Those, those are all one. good dunkers, but miles bridges, Stephen A. Smith even told you, 2K, that he's the best in-game dunker that we got in the NBA. Look, yes, I am that guy, the dude that does not play video games and is sitting here angry at one specific aspect of a rating for one of the Charlotte Hornets players. This is why I'm here. This is why you come to the Lockdown Hornets podcast. (laughs) The other ratings um, that I, just like even the identities of some of these players, again, correct me if I'm wrong. I I don't know how all of this works nearly as much as you do or some of these other 2K connoisseurs, but LaMelo's identity is a two-way threat, which you think it'd be a playmaker because Terry Rozier does have playmaking shot creator, which, okay, you know, that seems to be a good identity for him. Maybe you could put shooter, (laughs) but playmaking shot creator, that seems to be good enough. Um, PJ Washington stretch four. I mean, hell yeah, that, that sounds like an excellent identity 2k. They nailed that one. That's exactly what I think you'd say. Maybe even a stretch five to some degree, but stretch four is cool, but LaMelo, a a two way threat. It's like, all right, shouldn't we just put big time, like passer playmaker, whatever fits in that category, just the odd identity to go with LaMelo 2k 2k does do a lot of like, and this is hard. Like I'm trying to respect it from there aspect because making a video game is really really difficult making a very making a competent video game is damn near impossible and at the same time these dudes did most of their development for an advanced console in covid when everything is probably having to be done via distance because normally those guys are siloed together but because of covid they really weren't so i'm trying to like yeah, that doesn't that doesn't explain the the misidentity here though, right? I mean, we've got we've, we've got a playmaker for Ish Smith and LaMelo is out here making his hay on the defensive end. I, I'm not, you know, like one day like I I like his defensive potential and he's be more disciplined. We've talked about that, but just seemed to be a weird identity to give to one LaMelo Ball. And then offense initiator for James Booknight. It's like shouldn't he kind of get the playmaking shot creator as well. It's just what I, I that's that, those are some of the questions that I have. If we want to go with the Walker, overall ratings play to 2k, you need to play some more 2k. My friend play some more 2k. I tr- promise it makes more sense 
when you actually play. And well, that, you may have to go to a homie's homie's place. You're not coming over here to play. I'll tell you that now. Um, wow. But yeah, no, you're not. No. What's wrong with the G's? Why, why the hostility there? Why? Why did you just put the lock on the door and say, get out? Goodness gracious. I didn't, I didn't put the lock on there. I'm just saying it's not possible over here. That's what I'm saying. Mm, I'm just seemed saying. like some hostility big time. Um, okay. We're weird there. Weird aspect for 2k, at least for me. Do you agree with these ratings? Not, I don't know how they uh, compare to all the other players out there in the 2k world, but Lamelo is the highest rated player for the Hornets coming in at 84. Gordon. I wouldn't Hay- agree with that. But you do agree. I don't. I don't. Okay. Tell I, me why. Well, because I think like, as we've said, the best player on the team was was Gordon Hayward when he was healthy. But right. I get why they did. But also, I understand why they made that rating the way they did. I understand why. Because the most entertaining player to play with on the Hornets is going to be LaMelo Ball, and it's not close. Yeah, and I can get it from that aspect as well. Um, so I, that's not even one of the anger things I have here, but because he is going to be the most fun and because he is the guy that you think of as a potential legitimate superstar on this team. Gordon Hayward does come in just a tick below LaMelo at 83 overall. Terry Rozier is 82 overall, the next two highest on this list. Mason Plumley at 79, it's head scratcher to me. PJ Washington and Miles Bridges are both rated 78. Kelly Oubre is 77 and the rest of the players on the team, they're 74 or lower book Knight 74 McDaniel 74 ish Smith 73. And then you're talking about the other rookies, Kai Jones, Vernon Carey, Cody Martin. They're going to be the lowest rated on this, uh, on this roster. Do you agree with the other ratings that I said to you, Gordon, 83 Rogier, 82 Plumley 79 PJ and miles 78 Oubre 77. So this is a fun only if you really, um, only if you really play, at least the couple of times I've played as the Hornets, the um, difference between what you can do as Miles Plumley and what you can do as Kai Jones, especially as a 71, 72, hasn't been all that different. Has not been all that different at all, Walker. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Yeah, well, as you mentioned, again, for me, like I play 2K anytime – not any time, but a couple of times that I've gone over to a friend's house and, and they all play video games, but not a, I mean, I haven't played 2k my own. In fact, I don't even know if I've ever owned the video game itself because I was an NBA live guy, but, but, but hold on one second because PlayStation three is the last console I had, which is a long time ago. I got it when it first came out too. I was one of those people that got it immediately. NBA Live wait, 08 wait, 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 was wait, 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 wait. comboed with the play with the PlayStation 3 that I got. And so Gilbert Arenas was on the cover. I was rolling with that. Loved MLB the show too. So that was something I also enjoyed. College football. I like playing that as well. And then as the years went on, I was either playing video games at a friend's house. I didn't see much need to go get the PlayStation 4. I think the 4 came out when I was in college anyway. And then the 5, by that time, I don't really care nearly as much. So I just haven't invested in any of the consoles. I'll play every now and then, but that's really my video game experience. I don't feel like I'm missing out on a ton. See, this is where you're wrong. Like, (laughs) how do you think I managed to stay sane throughout this pandemic when we couldn't go talk to nobody and go hang out with nobody and anything else like that? Yeah, that's true. The pandemic, I'm sure, uh, uh, allowed like, that to have a ton of value. Here's the other thing. like, And this is where I'm going to call on our listening base that we must bully you into a console choice now. 
Oh no! You're gonna bully me yes, and spending yes, money yes, I don't have. Yes, we are because that's the American way. But, but most <laughs> importantly, I'm calling on like there are there are enough of y'all, the Prima Loans, the KV McKinleys, again, Sports Charlotte Sports Despair that I that stop, will harass. Stops getting your yes, army I together. I am getting my army together because you know what, bullying works. So we need to bully this man into getting his console. You know what? We let Sam Purley off the hook when we found out that he wasn't playing and he was covering the 2K team for the Hornets. We let him off the hook. I let him off the hook. You know who I'm not going to let off the hook, Walker? Mm-hmm. You. Yeah, surprise. Big surprise there. All right, let's move on because I don't want you to rally up more Twitter handles to tweet at me and get my mentions and be angry enough to try to get me to spend all my money on a console. Let's move on and we'll talk a little more about some of the rules that Sham Sharania tweeted out the NBA is considering implementing within the next couple of years. We'll do that next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. Did you just, we got food at home, Alperine Sengun? You literally just, we We're got not food. going to McDonald's, Nada. We, we, we do. <laughs> right. Look, I, Eddie Murphy out here. I'm, I'm Eddie Murphy right now, okay? I'm telling you, we're going to chop up the green peppers. We're going to put it in the hamburger meat, and it's going to be good enough. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why do you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? You don't have to do that anymore. You can save time and money when using rock auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and their prices are reliably low for every single customer. Go explore their easy to use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and you can see all the parts available for your car or your truck. You can write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. So a couple of things Sham Sharania put out there. One, real quickly, we didn't mention I, I was supposed to get to earlier in the show, but just as a little side note, this was reported, I believe, last week, and Shams was talking about this on his podcast. He said that Leangelo Ball may be headed towards signing an Exhibit 10 contract. The quote from Shams is this. Yeah, his future could be in Charlotte and training camp. Overall, I think it's going to be a test in terms of whether there's going to be a team that wants to sign him to a camp deal. Maybe you'll see Charlotte. He seems like a guy that likely signs an Exhibit 10 contract, goes with the team, and then likely spends the year in the G League. He played with the Hornets during NBA Summer League, of course, this year and played a lot better than I expected to give him some credit. He averaged 9.6 points. He averaged two rebounds. He averaged 1.6 steals per game, and he did a pretty nice job, especially early on shooting from deep, had the crazy hoist at the half court at the end of uh, the first half where that uh, three pointer went in. So pretty crazy play there from Leangelo. But this is something I expected even with him playing even significantly better than I expected. I always thought it was going to be a G League spot for him here with the Greensboro Swarm signing an Exhibit 10 contract. It became even more apparent when Cody Martin's contract became guaranteed and he wasn't a guy that the Hornets were going to let go. So are you surprised by this at all? Not. I know we talked about I, I, I guess you did have some thoughts that maybe Leangelo might make the roster. What do you make of what Shams had to say? I, I, I just don't want him to leave the roster for free. Like there's something there to this kid. 
I do think that he's a better shooter. I think he's going to be end up being one of the better shooters on the roster. I think that signing him to an Exhibit 10 and having him work out in in Charlotte and possibly be on a Greensboro, again, be on the Greensboro Swarm, and if things get bad enough, and hopefully they don't, but if, he do, if things get bad enough, he comes in, he works out, and you develop a shooter. This is... Signing LiAngelo Ball is one of those things that good teams do. You figure it out. If he's got something there, if not, you can always toss him to the side and bring somebody else in. But I think mining, the seeing what's there for him, I think was always a smart move to do, especially more so considering that he hit – what, 40% from, from three in summer league? I, I think it actually got worse than that, if I'm not mistaken, though, Nada. Like, I mean, and again, you know, it's, it's summer league is such a, a, a small sample, so I could be wrong. I just know he was it was hot early, and then eventually he kind of tailed off at the latter half or the latter part of those five games. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, you said something smart teams do. For me, I think most of the significance here is because he's LaMelo's brother. Yeah, you know, I, I just... If you know, as as somebody who's told me defense matters so so much with him, not act, I mean, and he could be a good shooter. I don't know, but I mean, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, those guys are going to be better shooters. PJ Washington, even Miles Bridges, if you believe in the thirty eight percent that he shot last year. I mean, it's you know, for for a guy like Leangelo, I think I think it was always going to be an uphill battle. Uh, based on his ability alone, like LaMelo and the relation to him, I think that carries a lot of weight here. Yeah, no, it does. It does carry a lot of weight, and I'm not denying that part, but I also think it's worth kicking the tires on. It's why I thought, hey, he's going to be probably one of the two-way guys, and I'm I'm probably wrong about that, but I still don't think he's going to go that far because for right now, it doesn't make any sense to cut him when you can, when there's still preseason games, there's still the official training camp. There's still a lot of this where he can make an impression to put himself on Greensboro at this point. Well, yeah, and, and I, I expect him to go with Greensboro. The two-way guys right now, at least. It, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, Arnoldus Kubilka signed that contract. Scotty Lewis um, is on that two-way deal right now. So, yeah, we'll see about Leangelo, but I agree. I think he'll be with Greensboro, and then we'll see what happens from there on out. Uh, let's get to this other thing from Shams. He tweeted out yesterday that the NBA is discussing having an in-season tournament in future years with $1 million per player in prize money. The concept was discussed on a competition committee call uh, yesterday. What do you think about the possibility of an in-season tournament in future years, Nada? Is it bad that I see the vision behind it? Like... We can go to the Commissioner's Cup, and which is what the WNBA has done. And I like what they're doing. They're not adding games. They're just making certain games hold more weight in terms of this cup than others. And honestly, if you can do this for $1 million for the winner, then you can do this for the All-Star Game and get us a really, really cracking All-Star Game. But... To do this similar to the Commissioner's Cup in basketball, I like it. I don't think it's going to – I just don't think it's going to take off the way that people are going to want it to. Also, I have a big problem in trying to make every single game of the NBA season matter because I think it's also – I think it's functionally impossible. People mentally take days off at work. 
I know I'm guilty of it sometimes. I know you're guilty. You can pretend like you don't, but I really know you do. Wow. But at the same time, um, <laughs> I just like I feel like this is one of those situations where you're trying to make some add additional significance to something that I don't think really needs all that much. I get that ratings are down. And I get that you want people to care, but you're not. It's just too, the schedule's too big. The players bought. There's too much travel. Like, and more importantly, the way that basketball players are wired, I'm not sure. Even if you cut the game, the cut the season down to 56, that you would ever get every single game mattering. People are going to need to take days off because they're human at the end of the day. Yeah. And for me, I am just not. I, like I like the idea. I just don't think it's going to work long term. Well, I mean, the end season, uh, the the play in tournament. I, I I mean, that worked really well. Um, you know that that was a chance for some other teams to possibly get into the postseason, and it was a lot of fun down the stretch, right? I mean, the play in tournament actually did work out very well, but this in season tournament where you give a lot of these players, all these players, one million dollars per person in incentives. You know, it's a good idea. But those guys, those stars that the NBA really cares about, it's a star league. Those guys love All-Star Weekend because it gives them a break. And then they clearly don't try extremely hard in the All-Star game. It's more uh, it's more a group of you know these guys coming together and enjoying each other's company, experiencing the camaraderie. And then if you try to get this in-season tournament through in the middle part of this, then are you setting up your stars to become even more tired in the second part of this by not having that reset by not having that break. And then also does the in season tournament, let's say I mean, how many times is the in season tournament foreshadowing what you get in the NBA finals, I guess, minus injuries that could come into play as, as the games go on. And you could just be asking for more injuries in the middle part of this anyway, where, you know, maybe James Harden or right. Like we, we saw the nets, be riddled with injuries, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, you know, how many teams have that expedited because you're playing extremely hard in the middle part of this too. Like those are some of the problems that I have. And, and I I like the meaningful basketball, but at the same time, if you are a star league, you want to protect them as much as possible. And in the middle part of the season to ramp it up, right. That, that doesn't seem like the way to do that. No, I absolutely agree with you on that. And also, like, this is where we can borrow from soccer, and you see the FA Cup. And a lot of the time, like, stars will play closer to the quarters and semifinals. But for the most part, when you start it off, you get a lot of backups. You get a lot of the young guys from their youth club and everything else like that. So I'm okay with this if you're planning on expanding rosters. But if you're not planning on expanding rosters and making sure that you have certain guys, like, you have – like okay some some members of the swarm can play with the scent like if that's not going to be the case then i don't know how this is functionally possible and like you said to preserve your stars otherwise this feels like you're trying again it goes back to what what i think we're both saying if you're going to do this you're going to end up burning stars out a lot sooner and you're going to cannibalize the playoffs for the sake of the regular season. And I'm not sure that's a good idea. Yeah. And, and even to what you were kind of alluding to there, let's say the stars, the $1 million for them, isn't enough incentive to play. Then what are we doing? I mean, if, if the stars aren't playing, if the better players aren't going to suit up, then that's great. We get to see some of the younger guys play, but 
nobody the casual fan doesn't care about that and this is what the nba is trying to go get they're trying to get the casual fan more so to get the ratings to get more money involved to try to grab your attention as much as possible and if the stars aren't playing then that's a problem and if they are playing that might be a problem later down the road uh putting more wear and tear on their body all right that'll do it for locked on hornets as always we appreciate you joining us uh thanks again to built bar thanks again to rock auto sweat block for partnering with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Tell your smart device, play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA today. Go have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Mm-hmm.